control the controllables. And that's why I think I really did good at the beginning. You can control I mean, what level of rejection you're willing to put up with. No. Well, I'll take seven, eight dollars. Mm -hmm. That's what separates me from a lot of people to this day. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Azria family in the great state of Arizona? It is Mike and Marcus with the Azria Show back to you once again. And we have a very special guest. We have the fire damage king that hails right here from the valley, Elijah Rubin. We are blessed to have his magic right here in the studio. So before we always get started, always got to check on Mike. Mike, how you doing, man? Great, Come on, man. give us some energy. Give us some energy. Give us some energy. I don't have it yet. I, it, build, it builds up over as the show goes up. <laughs> now, I get it, but I'm excited. I, I didn't see you drink three cups of coffee, man. You should have had that energy. Now. I know. They're small, though. They're small. Shots, huh? Shots. shots. <laughs> All right, well, we got Elijah Rubin here, man, and he always have a lot of energy, so I'm pretty sure his energy is going to rub Fetches off on Mike. Right, go. right, right. So, Elijah. Man, how you been doing? Man, doing blessed, doing blessed. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Mike, and the Azria family for this opportunity. You know, just share with the family. I like to give it how I live it around here. Love good, it, good, it. good, man. So you and Mike go back way in the days, man, all the way from high school. High school. You mm -hmm. know, you guys are a little bit younger than me. You see all of the gray <laughs> up here. So tell me, how did you guys connect in high school and how did you reconnect in the real estate industry? Long question or long story, but we, well, so no, we went to, I moved out here. I literally, I moved here my senior year from Connecticut and yeah, we went to the same school. So that, you just cross paths right through, through that area. And I think that was really it. Not much. We didn't really hang out much in high school. I don't think. He's, he's a year older than me in, in high yeah. school, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, and, and like, and people don't know, like he was an entrepreneur all the way back then. You know, mm -hmm. he had a clothing line. Yeah, that's right. A, yeah, a rap group and just managing like I mean, he was like doing your thing at that time. What? what? I, yeah, no, no, for real. Like, like he was like making moves and, and like we didn't know like if he was gonna be like the next Ru young Russell Simmons over here. Okay. And, and I was doing club emotions at that time, so we uh, we actually like had some of his clothing line at one of our clubs and like we did sponsorships. So I always seen that he's a hustler, entrepreneur, and we both love hip hop. So okay. uh, so it was always cool from that side. And then, and so that's what we didn't hang out that much, but like yep. so we always ran each other concerts, events, pass yeah. out flyers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we promote all the concerts around the valley. All right. So tell me, we're going to go there. What, what was the dopest concert you guys been to? Man, there's a, I, I literally, probably for that span of like almost 10 years, I probably went to almost every hip hop concert that ever <laughs> came through the town. Okay. So yeah. from like, you can even like Snoop Dogg type stuff from West Coast music to East Coast, but I would probably say Busted Rhymes has probably been one of the. Uh, yeah. There used to be this Busted. club called out here called Club Rio. So oh, wow. Like, I remember going back up There's just so many. <laughs> yeah, so, but they had The Roots, Eric okay. Badu, and Common Sense. Yep, I was there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, okay. I mean, I mean, it, there's just so many, man. Mm -hmm. Outcast was at Club oh, Rio. Outcast, uh, yeah. you know, Ghetto Boys, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Maybe. Ghetto Boys. Yes. Yeah, I'm going back, I'm going back on y'all a little bit, all right? But yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I just think 
being in Arizona, you don't think you're going to get that type of hip hop. Right, right. uh, and then just during that time in that era, we finally started getting on. You know, real estate started to blow up. Hip hop is like thriving everywhere. And so it was a good time during yeah. that that season. Okay. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. good. So unfortunately, we are in Arizona. And so it's not Miami, it's not Chicago, it's not DC. So I'm doing club promotions. And so I'm going to concerts, I'm seeing shows. I'm, I'm going on dates, but I have no money. I'm so broke because this ain't a <laughs> right, market right. like that for it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not making any bread. And so I decided I'm going to reach that poor dad. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be my entrepreneur. I'm going to college. I'm some community college. And I ended up, I ended up my sister was working for this ex-football player. And he was like, you know what? If you, he was raising capital from his other uh, football buddies, give me a couple million in it on off season. I'll buy properties for us, and then you guys have something to retire on. Okay. So his wife is from Trinidad. My mom's from Trinidad. So my sister was babysitting for him. She's like, Elijah, you should meet this guy. I meet him. He allows me. So he's like, Elijah, I'll teach you on your lunch break. I was working at some call center at the time. And that's another thing. We worked at the Deuce together. Oh, that's oh, right. We got all that whole area. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, we've been in the sales. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We worked at the call center. That's a whole nother, oh, that's a whole nother, nother, nother uh, vein. Vein, right. Okay. <laughs> Years, the Deuce, yeah. So phase two, we used to work together. And, and I've seen this guy's sales skills just go from here. Like, he did not. He was working in customer service for years, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're, like, you're good at talking to people. Why don't you come and do sales? He's like, no, no, no. And then something happened when you you went over on the sell side start crushing it so he's yeah. a closer too don't let him fool you just because he's a little more mild man and don't let him fool you he's a closer so so fast forward i i end up working at some call center at my lunch break he'll give me a thousand dollars to go and bid for him this guy thomas who taught me okay. how to do real estate thomas lewis and so i'll go like every day and i'll go and bid on properties and he's like super strict on his maximum allowable his, offer yeah, okay. right super strict so I have to wake up at 6 a.m., drive all the properties, and then at 12 o'clock, I'll go to bid at the auction. I didn't win anything for like three months. So I'm going every day for three wow. months. But, wow. you know, I felt like Mr. Danielson, Mr. Miyagi, like, mm -hmm. I'm painting the Painting on, brushing like, no, on, and brushing off. <laughs> like, are you ever going to buy a property? Like, I waste all my little gas money going back and forth. <laughs> and so I finally won one, and he gave me $1,000. And at that time, that was like a big deal. Yeah. Like a thousand dollars. That's like two weeks of my record call back center. Back at the concert. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, like, oh, oh, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you get that cheese on the hamburger. <laughs> so I end up, so I'm like, hey, remember, this is back in 03, 04. So there is no YouTube. Right. There's right. no Google. Yeah. Right. There's right. no Facebook. So I was having to get books at Barnes and Nobles. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so I had to get right. books. There's no audio books. So I'm like just throwing myself into it. I'm like, I'm really going to do this real estate thing. I'm going to crush it. Like literally, like three weeks later, I guess the older Trinidadian, then like the younger Trinidadian, my sister being around anymore. So mm -hmm. my sister got fired. Unbeknownst to me, I got fired. Mm -hmm. But he just ghosts me. Like he doesn't oh, tell me, wow. like, Elijah's not going to work out anymore. He's not answering the phone, no emails. I go to his house, I see his Range Rover parked out there. I knock on the door, <laughs> just ghosts right. me. So I'm, I'm hurt. I'm laying in bed, you know, covers over. Uh -huh. What am I going to do? <laughs> so feeling hurt. After two, three days of pitying myself, I'm like, you know what? I won that one deal. I'm gonna go back down to the auction. They don't know how green I am. Right. Let me tell you this guy. I don't know if you guys remember this guy. His name is John Ray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's John? actually just John. taught a class here the other really? day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll be here on Tuesday. Really? Yeah. I got tapping with right. him. So um, I sell him. I sell him another dinner. So John Ray, <laughs> I, I beat him at one of the auction when it first beat, and he's he told me like, yeah, you beat me, but you got like eight thousand dollars of tax liens on here. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm like, oh, that's cool. Hey, that's his problem. So right. So I take him out to lunch. He teaches me how to, he's the first person who taught me how to comp a property. 
And so you're talking about the combo property. And then so so now I'm like, all right, I'm going to find deals. But remember, <laughs> there's no prop stream. There's yeah, no badge. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no skip tracing. Zillow, nothing. Right. There's, there's no, there's no nothing. So how to find leads. So the only way I knew how to find leads at that time was to go and get the Sunday newspaper. It's a big classified. I mean, they yep, had like five, yep. six pages of classifieds. Mm-hmm. I'll circle the four sub by owners. And then during the, my friends watching football, I will go on my lunch break. I mean, I'm lunch, during the halftime, the commercials, I'll make phone calls to those Fizbos. So I did this for like two months. Two months into it, I finally get one lady, East Valley. She wanted to sell her property. Husband passed away. I didn't know how to come. I didn't know what to I just knew it was motivation. I know she wanted to sell. Right, right. So I called this other guy, Joe. This guy, this other guy, Joe Wicker, I met. And he said, I gave him the address. Calculates the number. He's like, all right, I like it. I'll take it. So I'm like, all right. So what happens next? So right. Like, what did what that mean? All right. So what happens next? So he's like, well, well, how much you want to make, right? So see, now I'm half Jewish, right? I was going to say a thousand dollars because that's all I've been paid. The half Jewish side kicked in, like, make it ten thousand. Right. Right. And then he's calculating the numbers. And so he's like taking a minute. It feels like it's out. Like I felt like he's gonna hang up. You greedy, so up, so right, up, right, right. You ain't getting nothing now. I'm like, oh no, no, I take five hundred. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool, ten thousand, deal, take it. And now I'm like, whoa! So I, do I got to meet you over there with like a bucket of paint and some overalls? Right, now, right. What do I got to do? He's like, no, you did everything. Two weeks, you have a check. I passed me the number. So I gave him the number. Didn't know about contracts, options. I mean, so he could have just got me. Yeah, yeah. He, he did. He did me solid. And you know, fast forward two weeks later, had a check there, ten grand. Went to get the check for ten thousand. As I'm driving, I mean, back in the day, man, I had braids at the time, you know. So I'm having braids. I'm like, <laughs> I'm driving, and I have my ten thousand dollar check. I'm about to um, go to the bank to cash it. I come to a stoplight, and at stoplight on the side, they have Sheriff Joe Apio chain gang, uh-huh. you know. And so one of these dudes are out there. He had braids too. He's a brother, and so him and I lock eyes. And okay. so, and I'm at a light stoplight. Now I'm in, I'm in the AC <laughs> cool, right? He's outside sweating. Other, so now I'm starting to sweat too. I'm like, right. hey, cool. And we're locking up. Like you had a very weird, awkward experience, right? Like uh-huh. we locked eyes here. Like green light just turned, green light turned, green light turns. I start going. Like 10 seconds of me driving, it hits me. I'm like, oh, that's God. Give me a sign. I'm going to go to jail. This is illegal. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying it was on your roof or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, she, like, you owe me a lot. You know? So I'm like, this is a sign from God that I'm going to go to jail. This is fraud. Right. I'm a black man. No education. No college degree. What braids. I didn't put no money up into yep, to make 10 yep. grand. No way it's fraud. Right. So my programming and my how I felt about my self-worth at that time showed. And so I literally make a U-turn. I don't cash my check for 30 days because I thought I was going to go to jail. Wow. And then, uh, but then 30 days, I had to pay rent. So I'm either going to go to jail right. or, or, or I'm homeless. homeless. <laughs> and that's what I thought about, too. Like, I went to a nice office to get the check, the title company, right? So I'm like, well, they have a nice office. They cut me a check. They're, they're in this with me. Right, right. They're they, they 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 dirty, too. I'm calling you. Come with me, then. So I went to cash the check, and I just remember the lady looking at me. Look at my account. Do one of these. I'm like, this is the biggest check you ever got before. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and then she's like, well, hold on, I gotta get a manager. Oh, uh, which one to get on? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but then the manager came, he's like, all right, he said words I just never heard before. Yeah, uh, he said uh, Mr. Rubin. Mr. Rubin, <laughs> yep, it changes. 
Yes. How can I? Yes. I, I'm him. And she's like, how would you like the money? Me. I'm like, yeah, give me, give me 10 stacks of $1,000. I want $100. I want 10 stacks of $1,000 stacks. I want the envelopes. I put them in there. Grab the envelopes. You didn't keep the money in the bank. <laughs> I didn't know if they were going to come back for it. I need to see all that cash. I'm not leaving it in the bank. I need to see all my money. So I take the cash. I put it in the front seat. I put the seatbelt over. I put the AC on it. I didn't want Want to cash? Cool. Want to cash? Good. And I just remember that day, still vivid like it's yesterday. I just remember rolling up the windows, turning up the music, and then I just started screaming at the top of my lunch, pounding the steel wheel, pounding the steel uh-huh. wheel, that I felt like the shackles break off me. I'm right, like, right. if I can do this one time, I can do this a thousand, a thousand times. times yeah. I'm never going to work for anybody again. I'm going to free my family. I'm, I'm going to change generations because of this one moment. Mm-hmm. And 18 years later... 800 plus deals later, I, I never worked for somebody again. Love it, man. That's that's good. I got a few questions. Sure. So just kind of one, have you ever talked to Thomas again? Yes. I oh, did. you did? All yeah, right. I, all I, right. End up, no, no, I end up reaching out. And this is like probably like eight years ago. I'm like, because he reached out to me from one of my Facebook posts. Because I guess his wife was on some board and they brought me up. And and so he's like, oh, I know that guy. So he, he, was, he was replying back. We ended up talking like, what happened, man? Why are you right, doing right. like? Well, you gotta heal this wound really quick, right? <laughs> yeah, we gotta mend this. Uh, mend defense. Like, give me a hug, bro. Nah. And, he, and and he's like, yeah, no, like, yo, let's meet up. You know, we'll, we'll do. good. Hollywood, he, he uh, the Hollywood curve. Like, uh, what's up with the meetup? So, but I just left it at that. So, God bless him. You know, like I said, if he didn't play his role, yeah, if he didn't play his role in my in my life, I wouldn't even got that right, far. Right. So, I still look at it as a blessing. So, you said it's a couple important things during that scenario, which I've heard ten thousand times. <laughs> by the way, so one, he's a max allowable offer, he's, and he's stuck to his numbers. Yes. Yep. Right. So, talk about that in in real in the real estate business for people listening. Yeah, a lot of times, especially when you're starting out, I think it's so easy to bypass your maximum allowable offer because you finally talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. You spend so much money and marketing mm-hmm. time, get hung up on, get crushed, and when you finally get somebody to talk to, that this hint of motivation. That maximum allowable offer goes out the window. I'll make it upon the next one. Maybe there's more comps, and there's not. And so, because you don't have your discipline, and you don't, you're not following that process. You don't realize the opportunity costs. It costs mm-hmm. you, it wastes your time, wastes your effort. Clearly, he's wasting enough time and effort. That's why he's so stringent upon his rules, so that I don't waste his time. I'm not wasting my time. And unless you kind of get burnt by your time being wasted, put out properties, people like that number doesn't work. You wasted your time. And yeah. now you have to go back to the seller and say, I'm sorry, I need less, or you got to take your property back. Right. Then you start learning that, hey, trust the process and allows you to respect your progress. And, and with wholesaling, you kind of have a little leeway there, right? Because you don't want to back out of deals. That's not why we do this, but like you have that risk or, or, or less risk. However, if you're listening and you're a landlord or a flipper, like like he was strict right, right. like like he was the buyer it's his mm-hmm. money coming out of his mm-hmm. pocket mm-hmm. so there is no fluff <laughs> right, like, right, like right. these are real numbers he needs to it be it has at. to be there right it's, it's not important okay i'll i'll take five thousand versus ten thousand on this <laughs> yeah, deal. exactly <laughs> those margins makes all the difference for sure and i think if being able to have that strict guidance for yourself i think it makes a big difference and if you start that habits when you're young when you're starting off it makes it easier because a lot of times Emotions allows logic to go low, all right? And when mm-hmm. logic goes low, so does the profits. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Absolutely. Love it. Well, you want to take Marcus? Um, so, I mean, to those people that are just getting started, you hear the story that, that Elijah 
the things that he had to go through. So you guys that's listening, you got to understand that it's not overnight. It's not <laughs> get rich quick. You know, you have to go through a lot of different things. Elijah had to go through the rejection from, you know, the NFL player or whatever. And then he had to bounce back. So you guys got to know that you got to bounce back. So Elijah, after you got this 10K, okay. right, and you didn't, when did whatever you wanted oh, to you do. Know. <laughs> oh, you know. Hopefully we made it. What was that? What was after that? Because now your whole mentality is, has changed because mm-hmm. now you know, okay, I can go and cash a check and be Mr. Rubin mm-hmm. versus Elijah with the with the dreads and mm-hmm. the braids and stuff like that. So what was next? You know, how did your mind switch mm-hmm. to help you start doing more deals? So like so now it's real to you, right? Because at first, until you do that first deal, everybody remembers the first deal because it goes to everybody else is doing it to know this is for me too. Mm-hmm. You start feeling like you're worthy. You start valuing yourself differently. And so at the time, I, I had some really good friends. They moved to Miami. They're like, like move out to Miami. Like you just close the studio. You can do this out in Miami. But like, I knew if I went out there, my life would have gone no. different. Right? <laughs> right. It was, was like, a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably won't be doing real estate at all, right? So. I'm like, no, you guys, you guys went your path. I'm going to say my path. So I, at this time, I started driving for dollars, started to look around, drive for dogs. I, I didn't really know how to find leads still. So I'm just okay. doing two things I know how to do. Free 99, all right? Yep, yep. Ain't, no, ain't no one of crazy first parts I went to. So I'm doing driving for dollars. So this is my marketing output, right? Wake up at 12, all right? Because now, now I got my own job. I don't right, right. anything, right? So I'm waking up at 12. No real discipline, you know, I'm making phone calls whenever I want to. I just knew I had to get offers out, you know, because I yep. knew at that time, your output determines your input, input. right? Yep. So I knew like, I at least got plant seeds, got plant seeds. So drive for dollars, call for sell by owners and go into all the free networking events as possible. Because that's for my club promotion years. Mm-hmm. I know how to connect with people, yep. all the person who manages the universe effect and how to add value first. And one of the first places I went to, was Azria, Azria, right? Okay. So Alan Langston was, uh, Alan was super cool. And what he would let me do during a, the property update time, mm-hmm. he'll allow me to go on, on stage. He gives somebody, he gives a couple people the mic and you could go on stage and you can tell them what properties you have, what you're looking for. So by me doing that and me being one of the younger, only minorities that even right, in, right. It was going there, I stood out, you know? And so I started to have people coming up to me, Elijah, hey, you have this deal. Hey, here's this property I could have from you. And then I remember this used to be this magazine called Personal Investor Magazine. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember that magazine? Yeah, yeah. So, I, and you just pick them up at Azria. So once again, I had no idea what I'm doing. No mentors. I mean, and mm-hmm. at that time, I didn't understand the value of paying for mentorship. Right. So I called Lily every ad in there in the back of the pay in the back of the magazine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had I mean cabinets, countertops. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing to do with motivated sales. I just know I gotta make calls and I didn't know how to find leads. So I called every single person there. And people were like, what are you doing? No, no, I don't have any deals. Like you want to <laughs> <laughs> countertop yeah. like, like, I give you 50% off. Right, right. Like, yeah, I remember, you know. So at the end there's this one ad and Sean Terry and my and Mike Lima at this time worked mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And so Sean passed me over to Mike. And so this is how I met Mike Lima. And this guy's like, hey, well, I have these three properties. You can help wholesale it. I like the fact that you're calling through a magazine right, and trying to right. find deals. And so he's one of the first investors that really kind of gave me some game. Like, are you like, what you doing? You're driving, like you needed a time. You're gonna be making calls. So he gave me some little structure, gave me some guidance. And so from that allowed me to start being more consistent, making offers. And then I, I the first deal, I made that $10,000 and then I don't make another check for like six months. 
<laughs> so yeah. so yeah. I, I was like, well, luckily I'm living at home, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not paying any bills, you know. And then in year two, I make sixty thousand dollars in year two. So now I'm now I'm starting right, to feel right. myself, you know. Now it's, it's happened a little bit more. I'm being more consistent, driving for dollars. And then I felt I figured out about door knocking by year three. So mm-hmm. year three now I'm door knocking. And when I used to do club promotions at 16 years old, I had a 14 man street team. So I just knew how to put people together, how to, you mm-hmm. know, organize and collaborate people, mobilize people together. <clears throat> so I pulled like five of my biggest hitters from back of my street team. I'm like, you want to make some money? Come by my door knocking team. And so now we're door knocking. And as we're door knocking, now I'm starting to close more deals consistently. Now I have more legion, more opportunities. So now mm-hmm. I'm so now I'm making more money than I've ever made before. I made my first six figures by the time I'm 25, 24 years old. And now I'm traveling to Amsterdam. I'm going to Italy. My I'm bl- I'm blowing all my money, uh-huh. earning up the bread. Thing is, gonna it's never gonna stop. It's right, seven. Right. The market's going up. Everybody got all the fall, the fake Scott still millionaires at Sapporo's. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know Sapporo's. Yeah, yeah. So oh my god. Then 08 hits. Mm. That's when reality. Up oh, there, there goes reality. You know, and that's when it like really hit, and that made me. Um, that jolted my whole world. You okay. know? So real sure. quick, Elijah, before we go to 08 sure, and how sure. things change, mm-hmm. one of the consistent things that I'm hearing is just the hustle, mm-hmm. man, just just flat out, just the hustle. And a lot of people, they have that sense of comfortability and entitlement to where I don't want to go out there and door knock. I don't want to pick up the phone and call magazines and things like that. So, so speaking to all of you guys out there, you got to have that level of hustle. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what it is, this is still sales. You're still meeting people. You're still trying to close deals. So you got to do what you don't want to do in the beginning for you to be able to do what you don't have to do in the end. So mm. you got to make sure you get out there and do some of that hustle. Right. One of the things that I didn't know, I didn't know you was from the Mike Lima tree. When I first yeah. moved out here, mm-hmm. that's how I closed my first couple of really? days through Mike Dang, Lima. Wow. So, <laughs> right, right. Quiet, yeah. quiet, but, but deadly yep. player mm-hmm. out here, you know. And I actually met Marcus. Because he was walking yep. the property with Mike Lima. Get out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get this guy, Mike Lima Starbucks card. Right, right. right. <laughs> so shout out to Mike Lima, yeah, True Freedom. Yeah. Guys, we we know you guys are out there. For so. sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think what you said was, and I just want to make sure I double back, because I think that's really good for people starting out. They don't got a lot of money. They don't got a lot of direction. They can't pay for the mentorships. They can't no. fly out to the conferences. Control the controllables. And that's why I think I really did good at the beginning. You could control I mean, what level of rejection you're willing to put up with? Yep. So I'll, I'll take seven, eight no's. Mm-hmm. That's what separated me from a lot of people to this day. I take seven, eight no's, rolls off me. Right. And I followed up more than almost everybody else in my in my zip code. All right. Mm-hmm. I will follow up seven, eight, nine times. And those are two things you could follow up and you could take multiple no's and have zero dollars and turn those conversations into cashier's checks, yep. those words into wires. And I think that's a big part of just being able to, one of my mentors told me, if you do what's hard in life, life will be easy. It was easy in life, life will be hard. Yep. And so now, you know, because of all this technology, I want to send out a million RVMs, I want to send a thousand text messages, and my yep. VA t- takes a call, I get my wire, so I can hop in my Bugatti and get up out of here. Mm-hmm. That's the Instagram world. Yep. It's going to be a lot of grind, a lot of disappointment, and how much rejection are you willing to go through yep. to get to your yes? Yep. Absolutely. That's huge, man. So, Hustle. 2008 ha- happens. Mm-hmm. What happened, man? Woo! Yeah. 
<laughs> PTSD. <laughs> like, I spent all the bread. <laughs> right, right, right. It's never gonna turn off. You just, I never made that type of money before. I had no financial. You being half Jewish, you think you'd be like, you know, you'd be a little bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm burning all the bread up, and I just didn't have the discipline. I didn't have the structure. I didn't have the mindset to even really make that money. You know, and and because I didn't, I didn't want to pay for mentorship. I didn't want to pay for guidance. I'm like, nah, I got this. Right, right. And you so, feel like you you oh, already winning. I did this. Right, we did this. I'm like, right. I'm giving no praise to God. I'm giving no support to anybody. It's all on the street me economy. Mm-hmm. So God humbled me real quick. All right, He humbled me real quick. So and, I, and I'm talking. My sisters like, y'all going to college? Y'all <laughs> right. doctors? I'm gonna support you. When do you want to be retired? Right, right. <laughs> then the way his ain't gonna borrow ten dollars. You pookie now. Yeah, on the street. <laughs> so it, it really, it really humbled me. I can't get deals. Deals are drying up. A lot of the sellers are selling properties. No more buyers are there. And like, I'm literally down to like my last six hundred dollars in my bank account. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm, we got call centers again. Yeah, right, like, is the right. juice still open? Like, hey, you guys have a seat over there. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't believe I'm going back. I can't believe I'm going. I, I, I thought to change birds, and now the change Jago's coming right, back. Right. <laughs> and so I remember my dad taking me to meet the rabbi, and the rabbi had a friend of his who husband passed away as like a probate deal situation. He's like, well, do you do? Do you know how to work probate deals? I'm like, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Give me an address. So I had to go and Google and research bigger pockets, mm-hmm. you know, and. And, you know, a Dan Valentine, who I met through mm-hmm. Asperger, mm-hmm. he's one of the people who kind of put me onto game about how the probates worked, how it's structured. So I ended up doing those two probates. So I realized probates are a good deal because a lot of people don't go after them. It's a little bit more complicated. Yeah. You have to be a little bit more sophisticated. Started going after. So I started doing those. And so that's 08, 09. Everybody's like running for the hills. That at least gave me enough so I could stay right. in the game so I don't have to work for anybody. I still control my time. Then as I went through that, then I started realizing just because they're a probate, they don't really have to sell. You know, the homeowners are mm-hmm. not, they don't have to sell. They own it usually a lot of time free and clear and they could just hold on to it. Well, the ones that sat vacant, I started noticing trees, you know, trash, yep. shrubs and people breaking in. So those were catching on. I mean, those are catching uh, city violations. And so those city violation properties end up being uh, ones that most people would like kind of avoid and that will create the urgency for the probate sellers to finally sell it. So I started going after ones that had city violation probate deals. And then probably after three years of that, I started realizing these probate deals and city violation, they're catching on fire. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. They're catching on? on fire literally or catching on fire as you're getting momentum? <laughs> no, no, no. They're catching on fire literally because like, people okay. are good for a good point. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm catching on fire, get my deals closed, get my deals closed up. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, I actually found out that people, the ones that sat really long, people were breaking in there, you know, cooking up whatever they're cooking, yeah. and, and, and mm-hmm. the house would catch on fire. And so I would take, uh, I, I started noticing these and I started asking some of the OGs out here, what do you do with your fire damage properties? And they would tell me, well, I just waste of time. No one goes after those. There's no buyers. It's out of your wheelhouse. Like, just avoid those. Right. So right when I heard that, I'm like, well, if they're running from them. I'm running towards running them. towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was a big shift for me. So you said something real quick going back from the, the 08, the crash scenario. So some similar repeats itself, right? History repeats itself. So, so what did you notice? You said you, the important thing you said was there's no buyers. Mm-hmm. So you're saying there was more buyers before. Yeah, correct. Right. Like all the buyers dried up because so, yeah. Yeah. So it's like when it's a, when there's, when there's a bunch of buyers, there's no houses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when there's no houses, houses. 
there's a bunch, bunch of buyers. buyers. Right. So that's what we're potentially maybe going towards. Yeah, it looks I don't know. Like it's coming. It look, I, I can't see how it doesn't happen where we're going to. But I think that's how markets supposed to be yeah. cycles, yep. right? Yep. And know how to play on both sides of the cycle is what makes you valuable and gives you that longevity. I had a good one. The further you understand, further back you understand history, the further you can see forward into the future. Okay. You really like that? Look at my jumping bars. The right. coffee's kicking in. The coffee's kicking in. Yeah, it's kicking in. in. <laughs> 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 jumping gems, jumping gems. I love it. So so before we start going into the fire damage sure. properties in that niche, because that's where you're the king at, let's take a brief break, hear a word from my sponsors, and we'll be right back with Elijah Rubin. Are your real estate dreams on hold? With work, kids, everything else going on, time is limited. Most days you feel like the world's on your shoulders. You might even say to yourself, if I just had someone to lean on and push me in the right direction, I know things would happen quicker. Well, then you need to check out the Deal Finders Club, a community of investors eager to close more deals, sign more contracts, and just get ahead in life. The DFC provides weekly coaching, thriving online community, all the education you need to be confident. DFC is your fastest path to closing more deals. To learn more, head over to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. All right, guys, welcome back to Azria's show. We're here with Elijah Rubin. Yes. And before we left, Elijah, you were talking about the fire damage niche. And everybody knows you here in the Valley and across the country as a fire damage king. So tell us, man, what's what's going on with your fire damage properties and niches now and where you see it going? Okay, yeah. Now, like I said, I think the fire damage at first, you know, I like to find things that nobody likes to go to. I kind of figured out, hey, if everybody's fishing one pond, I got to find a different pond to fish in with barely mm-hmm. anybody fishing in. So if I'm not great, I still have a better odds and chance of getting more opportunities. Right. So that's why the fire damage kind of allowed me to do. I started going after those. Saw there's very few competition. And more importantly, there's real, mo- they're motivated to sell. They're motivated to do something. They right. can't say, let me sleep on it. There's no more house to sleep yep. in there, right? So well, real quick, I want to jump in because what you just said about no competition. Now, when we work together, so if you guys ever hear my story at the classes, like, First year I did 30 deals, second year 30 deals, was teaching wholesalers how to do wholesale. <laughs> it was first six months because I was listening to him. And I would say we thrived because we were working the tough part of town, mm-hmm. Maryville, oh. South Phoenix, oh, Phoenix, while everyone was at the auction buying 2000 built, four bedroom, two bath, cookie cutter homes. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you guys <laughs> want? <laughs> right. right. But we worked it out and we found there's there's always buyers for these yep. specific areas. So we did exactly did that. Yeah, outside, one of, one you of know. first deals. I mean, one of, not one of first deals, but within those 30 deals, and we got one fire damage deal on Craigslist for oh, $5,000. 5000 bucks. Yeah, man, that's right. Yep. And we sold it. For, I think we sold it for like 13 to that guy. There's yeah. something crazy. Remember the lady, you remember the lady at Denny's? And she yeah. got the 5000 because she liked, she liked Mike over here. Tell you, I'm going to So we crazy. got that good price. You got that good price, okay. you know. And so, but yeah, just no comp- low, lower competition, mm-hmm. higher sophisticated uh, numbers. So it scares your competition from what you want to attempt it. And they have this dichotomy of, oh, who's going to buy this? Uh-huh. Well, we understand everything has a cost. It's all numbers. Yep. If it, if you cost up fifty thousand and it's worth one hundred fifty, there's margin. If it costs fifty thousand and it's only worth forty thousand, there is no right, margin. Right. So it's really easy to go after, but it's just more to calculate, more cost to figure it out. So as I'm figuring out, 
I'm starting to do these deals and I'm realizing like there's like nobody's going after these. So I'm killing it. But still at that time, I said a scarcity mindset. Yep. Like nobody like to worry about what you're doing. Like, no, don't worry about it. I'm just, right, just right. doing deals. Don't worry what I'm doing. I'm just doing what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward, I'm doing more of these. I'm doing more of these. And then I run into a one public adjuster. And public adjuster kind of puts me on the game like about the insurance money. And he told me like, hey, you know, 80% of the time, the homeowners only get 80% of the insurance money. They don't know about it. And so you could go back and help them get some of the insurance money. And they keep whatever initial insurance money was offered to them. And then we split whatever new money we happen to find from mm, them. Okay. And if we don't find a penny, they don't pay us a dime for our time. But if we do find extra money, that's another check on top of whatever you right, want. Right. So once I saw that, I'm like, nah, mm, yeah. no way. And then so now I'm figuring out how to make two to three checks on one deal. And now I'm like, so I'm able to close less deals with less competition and make more profit. I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Like, this is all. Like, yeah, this is all. Yeah. Like, it's going to do it. So I start crushing it more, crushing it more. And then a lot more people start asking me, hey, what's up with this fire damage deal? What's going on with these deals? That's all that so people tell to come to you for it. And at the time, Jennifer, shout out to Jennifer, mi corazón. She's like, <laughs> Elijah, like, we're feeding our family and we're doing well these fire damage deals. And if you don't start, like, you know, move from a mindset of abundance, sharing mm-hmm. these uh, and letting people know what you're doing, giving other people opportunities. God's not going to keep our cup full if you don't start pointing out people's right. cups. Yep. So that, that's why we, we created a program, a fire damage profit program, and start giving the knowledge, podcasts, interviews, mm-hmm. speaking at events. And ever since then, now, like I said, we created a fire damage profit Facebook group and we went for like 300 people in there. And now it's just over 5,000 okay. people in there. People, I started branding myself as a fire damage king. And so we're just on a plane flying back from Philly. It's like, hey, fire damage king. You're like, oh, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, hi. Like, well, what am I supposed to say? Like, so. Uh, gotta leave. What you got? What you got? So, so it's just seeing that a lot of people now aren't overlooking these anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not scared of it. We created awareness around it. Well, I'm awesome. going to tell you a quick story. And I never told Mike this. I never told okay. you this. Exclusive, so, exclusive. <laughs> back in 20, I think it was 2012, 2013. Okay. I got a call from a person on 17th Ave and Montecito. Okay. Got there as a fire damaged property. I said, I better close this right now before Elijah gets one. <laughs> 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 I never met you. I just knew you as the fire damaged uh-huh, guy uh-huh. out here in the valley. So I was nice. like, man, before I even left, I was like, okay, I need to lock this up. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was like, I'm just going to lock this up because I know this dude, come whoever back. this fire damage king is, guy, he's going to come and get this deal. So I just Love wanted it. to give you credence to that, man, oh, because, uh, yeah, your brand goes a long ways. No, no, for sure. And it was crazy. I wasn't even trying to build a brand. I just mm-hmm. knew, like, I just want to make sure people send me deals. And uh, Elijah, the fire damage, were like, no, come in fire damage king, you know, like, bring me the fire damage opportunities. And so... Just seeing a lot more of those happening and understanding where it's going, mm-hmm. you know, with global warming, this is just becoming more and more precedent. So this is going to be this is going to be a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. California half the state burns down half the year. Like I said, I mean, we do several six-figure deals without putting a penny into it. You know, and that's the best part about you. You're still wholesaling. You just because you have the knowledge and the right approach, you can make two, three, sometimes four mm-hmm. checks on these deals. And you can do, if you can do a fire damage deal, you can do any other type of deal. Yeah. Creative so, finance, subject to any other thing. Question. So I'm sure there's people saying, when, you know, the house, something happens to the house. It's unfortunate. It's a really tough and emotional thing for the homeowner. It's like, 
when's that time that you can talk to that homeowner? Like, how's it, how's it, do they reach out to you? Do you market to them? Or is there always a referral? Like what, what's the normal scenario? You do a prayer and I'm not joking. <laughs> no, 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 that's not no uh, what you want to do, I usually kind of train our students to give it about three to seven days, three to seven days. You don't want to be the first person there because mm-hmm. I highly recommend to go to a fire damaged property right when it happens. Just so you can see the psychology of what the seller's going through. Yeah, I can imagine. Right? It's, it's, I mean, you got so many people coming out there. You got the right. board up guys. You got the fencing guys. You got the adjusters. You got the restoration guys, the fire yeah. fire department, the neighbors. And then you got a little abuela in her, you know, in a robe mm-hmm. and her kids. And your life doesn't stop. Right. Because the fire happened. You still got bills. You still got parent-teacher conference mm-hmm. tomorrow. So they aren't ready to say, all right, who can I talk to about this? They're like, yeah. how do I get... A kids back to school tomorrow right. and I need simply to sleep tonight. Yeah. So we, we tell them wait three to seven days until you get more seasoned. And then you reached out to them. We really teach people how to be not just another wholesaler or a generic investor with cash. You can't treat these as you right. treat a probate deal or, or a foreclosure deal or divorce deal. You really have to be become more of a trusted advisor. We mm-hmm. teach these people about the three E's, you know, about how to and you want to empathize with people, you want to educate them, and you want to empower them. Okay. And when you do that, you shift so if I'm thinking about what's in it for me, let me make sure I add massive value to you. So now you know you have somebody who's being your David versus the Goliath in this situation. Good good answer. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you go to a Facebook replay on our Ezria page, you did a presentation yes. about the three E's. talks about fire yep. damage. That was pretty cool. So look for the Lunch and Learn yep. with Mike and Elijah Rubin on cool. there. So what else? So what are you doing now? So yeah, no, still so, doing it or what? Yeah, absolutely. So we still got those going. The goal is just because I know the market's shifting. Yeah. I really want to build up wealth. You know, after doing 800 properties, if you just got 10% of them, which Mike was, when we were partners, like I said, this guy, he was, he knew he had the vision to do it right. And he's crushing it now, years later, buy and hold. If you buy enough mm. property, you hold enough properties, you get to call your shots. And yeah. I'm like, no, just do deals, do deals. Like, you can do deals until you're 90, right? But if you don't start holding them, so that's what yeah. we see what's going to happen this time. So the goal here in the next five years, to do $20 million, $300,000 a month in passive cash flow. So I don't really care about the per unit mix. Mm-hmm. I just care about the number. And number, right. you really get that in the next five. So that's the, you know, the North Star, yeah. you know? And so right now, um, we just really sell, really seeing that, although, yes, fire damage is definitely a good program. It's a good niche to go after. And we definitely want, we like to empower people all around the country. And if you could do a single family, you could do commercial, you mm-hmm. know, multifamily, it works the same. But now we realize that I've been doing since the deuce with you mm-hmm. back in the day, over 20 plus years of, of sales. Like that's really my strong suit. That's mm-hmm. really my, I think it was my real gift, you know, overcoming no, you know, dealing with rejection and not, and not getting, feeling the emotions of it. Mm-hmm. And teaching people what happens when you get punched in the face is you do the marketing, you do the you do the sales, you do the presentation, and then you get hit with a no, and then you hang up and move on to the next lead. Mm-hmm. Not realizing you're probably about three or four no's away from that yes. And so just teaching people how to do that and just getting more efficient and proficient with that. How important okay. is sales in our business? I think that's a lifeline. I think all the marketing, all the meetings, all the reading, all the study means nothing if you can't get the yes. Right. Because nobody pays for effort. It doesn't matter. for conversion. It's not just wholesaling. Right. Right. Like if you're a fix and flipper, Mm -hmm. landlord, you got to talk with the agent, Mm -hmm. the homeowner or the the wholesaler. You're still negotiating at some level. Your wife, your kids. Yeah. You know, the parent, the parent teacher conference, everything you sell, you're going to get yes. It's either sell or be sold. Where are we going to dinner tonight, babe? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You sound like you're not ready to go to dinner tonight. Should, should we fast tonight? <laughs> yes, that's a good. So, I mean, you and, and you talk about this because you have, you know, mastered the art of no, mm-hmm. and you have the closer Olympics. So yeah. those are two things that help you with sales, closing, and everything like that. So tell us, Elijah, where can we find you? Where can we get some more information about you? Everything like that. Sure. So, so for all of my family out here, you know, I'm really big on mindset. You know, what we think about, we bring about. Don't take closers baggage into each call with you. So I have affirmations I do every single day. I'm a really big believer pouring power into your day. Pour power to yourself. Talk nicely to yourself because mm-hmm. the world ain't. And you usually talk pretty bad to yourself if yep. you really think about it. Yep. So all the all the Azria family, if you DM me, which I'm going to give my Instagram all my good stuff. If you DM affirmations. I'll say my affirmations. If you DM me ebook, I'll say you my master art of the no. And that just gives you some techniques and tips of how to overcome no's, which I think is a crucial technique. I feel like this should be taught in school, let alone wait until you're in colleges. I feel everybody mm-hmm. should learn how to build up that closers callus. So you guys can reach out to me at Instagram, Elijah Rubin. Like you say, Instagram, Elijah Rubin. On Facebook, Elijah Rubin. You have my Facebook group, Fire Damage Profits. So that's for... You know, just reach out to me on fire damage. And it's like I said, affirmations or ebook. That's my gift to the family. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, for sure. You got to take care of the family. And, and he, he uh, comes to the call-a-thon too. Yep. Yep. So first and the third Wednesday, we do the call-a-thon here. And we actually took your structure, you know, the ABC. Mm-hmm. Nice, the, the role The role playing. Yeah. So we're doing your role-playing setup. So, um, yeah, man, we appreciate that. So maybe you'll pop back in for surprise sure, everybody. Yeah. That's it. And that's the best part about it. I feel like real estate is like the ultimate equalizer. I feel it equalizes against racism, against poverty, against, you know, the haves and the have-nots. You get to choose and put yourself in a different position. And I feel like once you make it a little further, I feel it's like your obligation to give back. Yep. Nice. Important to other people. And, you know, everybody says that they're the best closer, especially when you start being around bosses and everybody's making a check. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing 100 grand. Especially when we just came out of these last 14 run up where everybody is everybody's in the layups you know, right, so, and right. nobody missing jumpers right <laughs> right so everybody thinks they're the best closer so <laughs> everyone's in <hitting> jumpers <laughs> no, no breaks everybody's winning right let instagram tell it that's why we, we, we during the, the corona virus time in 2020 we created the closer olympics because we we saw everybody still posting these checks but nobody can go out we're all stuck at home like, mm-hmm. we're like yo how do we find out who's the best closer in the country and so I'm um, shout out to Keith, real estate Diddy. Mm-hmm. Him and I uh, created the Closer Olympics where we took 12 of the top closers in the country and we had over a thousand people send in their leads. And we each person gets a chance to call leads, these leads live. But the difference is we got 30 minutes. You have a shot clock on you. Okay. And then we had Max Maxwell, Carlos Reyes, and Brent Daniels as the judges. And then now, now so they're, they're judging each one of your calls like a boxing match. So you, you score points for building rapport, identifying pain, overcoming objections, making an offer, getting verbals, getting a contract. Whoever gets the most points moves on to the next round. Gotcha. And, right? and so in the first year, I'm happy and humble to say, your boy's the number two closer in the country. You know, <laughs> okay. but that, that's what they said. That's what they said. That's why. I, okay, I, okay. Who won, who won the first year? Uh, Adrian. Adrian Salgado. Adrian Delgado. Um, with all in? Yeah, with Is all that in? in. Okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah, you came in second. Closer. Who came in third? Andy. Andy uh, Garcia, and he worked for Alex. He's Alex. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And then year two, we did year two, and this is the first time we opened it up. We had an open run because we had a lot of people like, oh, man, I could close. I could do close that. The best right. them, but I don't have a brand. And we had to kind of have a brand. You had to be like a million-dollar producer for you to be one of the 12 okay. closers. So this time we had some top hitters, but we opened it up where we said, hey, we're going to have an open run. 
You guys remember and one mixtape? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yep. So you had open run, and if yep. you win, you could you have a chance to yep. mix with like to be on the team. That so we had like probably over thirty people. We had like about five hundred people on the Zoom. We had over thirty people. They had a role play against each other, and then whoever did the best, we had them vote. We bought. We took six of them out of out of thirty that were they going to be on day one, and so actually three of the six people. Was in Pace Morby's uh, Subject Two group, so yep. shout out to Pace. This yep. guy's absolutely crushing it. And Pace put up ten thousand dollars. He's like, "Hey, I bet ten thousand dollars to any charity that one of my guys will make it to the finals." Like that's, so I'm like, I'm like, all right, like you're talking a little okay, reckless right. out there, like you're, you're shooting that over the death row. Want to come to the row? Right. <laughs> and so we end up. So this, uh, shout out to Munif, one of this guy. Munif, what place did he come in? Munif, he ended up being the number. Uh, he's the number two closer in the country. Okay. Okay. Six months ago, nobody knew who this guy was. He just wasn't even in the business. And now he's the number two closer in the country. Mm -hmm. Max Jimenez, Steve Trains, a mm -hmm. former partner. He's uh, He was the number three closer okay. this year. And RJ Bates, he was oh, the closer. Right. Got it, got okay. it. And he was talking a hell of grip. Yeah. <laughs> this is dope because you can't fake somebody closing. Right, you right. Can't, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't tweak it. You got to get them to say yes, and they could always hang up on you. Mm -hmm. And he got contract right there live in front of everybody. Love it. You know, so it's just dope to see. So for all those who are interested, go to closerolympics.com. We got over, I think, over 50 hours, both years, both seasons. Get the replays. It's the ultimate edutainment, education and entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to go to courses and learn how to, you know, sell. It's totally different to see top closers live in the trenches yeah. live not not teaching but actual applying the, the techniques you gotta get our members a coupon code or something oh, you man you gotta take it out of your just, family for sure you know you gotta yeah, take yeah, that all right we'll, we'll get that work together for everybody okay for no sure. it's definitely worth the watch man i enjoyed both uh, seasons for sure. cool then, man that's good that's good and then we got this year coming it's coming in the first quarter we're looking at the first quarter of this coming year so those who are interested, you want to put your name in the hat, we're going to have an open run. Make sure you reach out to me. And like I said, this is, we just put on for the closers. And, okay. and we're going to go to other industries outside of just real estate, too. You know, gotcha. We're going to do a couple more years in real estate, so we got to get Ezra as a sponsor, too. Let's <laughs> talk. Okay. All right, man. So you guys know what to do. Go to go to Elijah's Instagram. Give us give us that sure, Instagram. Elijah name. Rubin on Instagram, E-L-I-J-A-H, Rubin, R-U-B-I-N, not E-N. Jewish. I had. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Elijah, thank you so much, man. Before we leave, you got any words of encouragement to our Azria family? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, make sure, like I said, there's two things I'll give, okay? First, make sure you control the controllables, all right? Because things are going to get really tough. I think things are going to get a lot worse than what we're seeing. My personal predict prediction, I was reading them, checked my crystal ball this morning. <laughs> you know, but I think the next 12 to 18 months, I think we're going to see some serious correction, which it has to, right? So mm -hmm. you're going to look at the lot of things around you. You're going to see a lot of people around you. You're going to see a lot of conditions around you that could get you discouraged. It could get you pocket watching other people. Yep. Control the things you have control over, okay? And then every single day, take shots, meaning make offers. If you mm -hmm. make offers every single day. Make offers, follow up offers, talk to new offers. Take your shot every day because now you're controlling that opportunity getting yes. Those are two things I give to the family. Can, can I add to that? Sure. Because when you're controlling it, right, every time you make up an excuse why you're not making that offer, you're giving up responsibility, which, which means you're giving up control of the direction of your life. So, control. See, there you go, see, let's go. Mr. Philosopher let's go, over here. Mikey, Mikey. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Google right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks you for being know. here. 
you know what to do. You got the instructions. You got the information. Go out there and take action. Elijah, thank you again for being here on the show. And you guys know that you can find us aired on all podcasts on every Friday. And do us a favor. Give us a five-star review. If you like Mike, if you like me, you like Elijah, you like the content we're putting out, feel free to give us a five-star review. And we love to have you as a member. So go to azria.org. That's A-Z-R-E-I-A.org. Be a member. Come on. We'd love to have you as a part of the family. Let's do it. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.